Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Via Tute. I think we're up to number seven now, um, and this is a really, really special one. We managed to get hold of someone uh, whilst we were overseas at the International Boys' School Coalition annual conference in Montreal this week called Jack Pinnell. And Jack Pinnell is thoroughly and utterly unique. He founded a school from nothing, Baltimore Collegiate School, with the hunger and desire to do more for boys in his community. Baltimore, as you know, is a pretty tough area of the USA and he wasn't happy. And rather than complain about it, he set up a school. And what that school's gone on to achieve and will go on to achieve is truly remarkable. So I was really humbled to actually get some time with him and what I learned from him and hopefully what you will learn from him is that starting is the hardest step. No matter how many detractors you've got, you've got to start. And then once you start, you don't stop. And like I say, what he's gone on to achieve has been truly special. He's seen as a global leader in his field. And we are very, very fortunate to have him talk to us. So this is Via Tute, our character education podcast with the one and only Jack Pennell. Enjoy. Right, we've taken our podcast worldwide. I think this is the first time we've uh, been anywhere outside of New Zealand or the UK for a while. We're in Montreal. Uh, we're at the IBSC annual conference, which has been fantastic, looking at boys and the arts and the, the importance of that. And we've managed to grab some time with a significant leading figure in boys' education, um, Jack Pennell. So, Jack, it's fantastic to have you with us. Um, great to be here. Yeah, it is. It is great to have you here. Um, could you tell us, I mean, we, we talk about boys' schools a lot on this podcast, but yours is pretty unique. Could you tell us a little bit about what's going on in Baltimore, sure. Baltimore Collegiate? Sure, Andrew. First, I just want to say hi to everyone in New Zealand. I love your country. I love, love, love your country. I was there for about nice uh, a week, a year ago, and uh, didn't want to leave. And I was impressed by a couple things. The uh, diversity of the country... Yep. really meant a lot to me, Good. the natural beauty of it, uh, even though it was wintertime when we were yep. there. And the third piece is, I love the haka. <laughs> Good. I love Good. Well, next time I you come back, it. we'll do it. We'll I do love the haka, and I love the acknowledgement yeah. of the indigenous people, yeah. which kind of dovetail, dovetail nicely yeah. into what my school is, what the school is yeah. I founded, yeah. why I founded it. Um, I'm the founder of uh, a school wow. that sometimes people say, you found this school as a form of protest. And, uh, and I say, well, that's true. How did you know that? And so Baltimore Collegiate School for Boys is a um, charter school, yep. public charter school yep. in Baltimore, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland, as some people say. And Baltimore, you may know, is besides being uh, in the news quite often for crime and uh, murder, uh, the series Homicide was set in Baltimore, uh, you might have seen The Wire. Yep, yep. It was also um, the setting for a musical who I forget what the name of that musical is. What's the name of the musical? Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's gone silent for me too, so we're going to leave It'll come to me in a setting. No, it'll come to me in a second too. We're sitting in the office of the great Hal, Hal Hannaford, who is the headmaster of of uh, Selwyn House for School for Boys here in Montreal and house a, a person I admire greatly for his leadership in education. But anyway, Baltimore Collegiate School for Boys is yep. an all-boys school. Okay. 70% uh, of our boys are 
from low-income households. Okay. 95% of them are African-American okay. or from the Afro-Korean or from uh, African nations. Uh, we have one white boy at our school and a lot of boys who are from mixed race uh, okay. environment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we have um, it's about 60% of our boys are from single single parent households. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly households led by women, okay. grandmothers and yeah. mothers, single moms. <clears throat> and um, uh, but we still have a diversity of families. We have families mm -hmm. that are two professors in the household yeah. and we have uh, some some boys who are from homeless mm -hmm. settings. So uh, yeah, can we just just go back a little bit when you we kind of glossed over it, it was a form yeah. of protest of why that right. but what were to say you founded a school so from nothing to I mean that's a foreign concept to mm -hmm. a lot of yes. certainly to me and to a lot of people right. listening to this. So how do you go from Baltimore Collegiate School does not exist and then it's now here at the IBSC conference and you're playing a big part in boys' education. Right. How did it happen? How does that even begin to manifest well, itself? Well, I wasn't an educator, educator by training. <clears throat> I actually only taught one year. Right. I taught at a Jesuit school and at a, another school yep. for one year. But I just had a burning desire inside of me that we had to do better for black boys okay. in, in Baltimore, in the country, mm -hmm. in fact, the world. Yep. Because by every single index you can think of that measures academic achievement, that measures economic prosperity, yeah. is that black men are at the bottom of every single yeah. kind of list yeah. you can think of. And so there's a crisis, there's a problem. There's a, you know, our, our public school system has been uh, in existence for over 100 years and we've had so little progress. You know, if I told you, uh, and this is a true fact, that 50% of African American boys in Baltimore drop out of high school before the age of 18. Wow. Okay. If I told you that uh, um, six, 7% are likely to earn a two or four year degree, um, that if I told you that from certain zip codes, zip codes are what you call your postal yeah, codes, postcodes, yeah. um, zip codes, that from certain zip codes in Baltimore City, that there are more boys going, black boys going to prison than going to college. Wow. That's powerful. When you yes, say it in and, those terms, and, and that's that a powerful if I, thing. And yeah. I'll just add on to that is that we start at fourth grade, okay. which boys are about eight, nine years old. Yep. And about 90% of the boys who started our school yep. are two, three grade levels behind okay. in reading from and math. The, from the, from the get-go. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. So the picture is not pretty. Mm. Or we say in American, the picture ain't pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and, and why is that? Why did we get to this state of low underachievement by, by black boys is not just solely because a factor of poverty. It's a lack of will and desire, I think, by the part of our public school systems okay. to really change the outcomes for mm. black boys. Yeah. So I started out a protest, I say sometimes, because we can do better. Mm. I was raised in such a way where you know I had a very privileged upbringing. I went to great schools. I went to camps. I, I have, I had no lack or want in okay. my life. Yep, yep. And I was very successful. I was able to go in investment banking after college and some other things. And and so I woke up one day and just said, you know, what I was taught by my dad. Yeah. This is biblical a little bit. Yeah. But unto much is given, much is expected. So you just can't hold on to your wealth and your privilege. Yeah. Without looking behind you and saying, well, who doesn't have this? Mm, mm. You know, in many American cities we have 
Uh, we're struggling with homelessness. We're struggling with people who have no health care. We're struggling with people who have uh, no access to health care, no access to, to a great education. In fact, what we're seeing in the United States is a kind of freeze on social mobility. It's, okay. not, it's not like people are jumping from one class to another. Mm. So the escalator is broken right. from one class to another. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can fix that. Fix I actually it. think we can save and lives. Get it moving. And it? I think we can save lives. And it, it's, uh, the school was born out of a lot of resistance. People yeah. did not want me to start this school. Okay. They did not. Yeah. It's, amaz- it's an amazing sto- story that's, you know, a lot of people talk the talk, but yes. walk in the walks are yes. different things. So you've committed to it. We're going to do this. Then what? I, I presume I don't know, but I presume it wasn't all. Hey, Jack, here's, no. here's a school for you. Here's a building. No. Here's a million bucks, etc. So what next? How did it well, happen from there? Well, remember, Andrew, I said that um, uh, it was a slow walk. Yeah. It was a hard walk. Yeah. It is a yeah, hard walk yeah. today, but it was a lot harder when I first started. Yeah. I wasn't an, an educator, so mm. I gathered mm. together people. Yep. And I started to ask the same question. Why are we failing generation after generation of black kids? Failing them not, like grade-wise, but why are we not preparing them for success in the world? In life, yeah. And and, and that's responsibility. That's what education is about. Mm. And so I started to visit schools all over the world, really. On my own dime, I sold my car, I I was eating tuna fish, I was, uh, you know, taking a second job, and I just started going to schools, looking at schools, I would come to a school like Selwyn House and say, wow, this is really amazing, you know, arts over here, and great math lessons here, and kids are going off to college, and I said, how can I give this to poor kids for free? Our school, we don't take any tuition, we, um, because by law, we can only admit kids who apply, who right, are citizens okay. of the yep. city, yep. and we just pull names out of the hat. Right. So I can't turn anyone away. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to turn anyone mm-hmm. away because these mm-hmm. boys deserve a chance. Yeah. So I just we have something in our country called charter schools, right. which are um, public schools but independent from you know a local school authority right. yep. to a certain degree. And out of that, we receive state dollars to open doors. So I applied to yeah. open a charter school. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. There was first a resistance because it was a single gender school. Right. And people had strong opinions, including mm-hmm. a lawsuit against us uh, about, you know, how dare you open a single gender school? This is, this is infringing upon the rights of girls and women. And this is an old relic of the past yeah. And, yeah. and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we overcame that resistance. Um, and then we just, uh, we were able to get the funding. I received a federal grant to open our doors. Yeah. And we just, we opened the doors. And I would spend every single weekend for two years yeah. sitting in public libraries recruiting our right. first group of families. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. And so you, you open and, you, and, and things start. Tell me a little bit about the characteristics of those boys when they when they come to you and what you feel you've got to either instill in them or how do you go about molding and shaping their attitudes, values, things like that? How that's, does it? That's a great question. How does that I mean, work for you? That's great. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, and people used to say to me, and they still kind of say, nothing that's really good is easy. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And and I look back sometimes and say, I don't know how we did it. Mm. I don't know how we. I had that first group of staff members and how why they came 
Um, we just graduated our second class of wow. eighth graders. And I said to the boys on their last day with us, I just said, boys, you were here from the start. Mm. This place will forever be your home. Yeah. We love you. You look like a million bucks. Yeah. Let's go. What a legacy as well for yeah. us. To be and the what, first and, and, guys and, and, to go through is such a powerful And they run with that. Yeah. They run with that. Yeah. They know that it wasn't perfect. Mm. Our first building that we had, uh, we had no air conditioning and we started in August. Yeah. We, the, our first day was like a sweating day. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the kids were perfectly in their little uniforms, yeah. you know, little polo shirts yeah. and all that. And we were by the end of the day, we were all drenched yeah. in sweat because <laughs> yeah. it was just it was like Welcome ninety-five. Welcome to new school. Days. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome yeah. to new yeah. school. You know, yeah. um, and the only thing that we could provide, which was a a very big part of our fabric as a school, is mm. uh, sports. Right. Uh, and the boys weren't coming to our school unless we had yeah. a robust sports program. Yeah. So we just dug in and we yeah. formed a, uh, a, a flag football team okay. that's for football yeah. for you. Yeah. It's not the same. You know, football's with a real football, you know, not that, that <laughs> not, little not white. That round thing that we kick around. Yeah, yeah, That's not. I get it, I get it. We call that sucker. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, and we, we, we did flag football. There was a boy in, that, in those earlier days who really wanted a wrestling team. Right. And he would come up to me every day and says, we're going to have a wrestling team, right? We're going to have a wrestling team, yeah. right? And that's the kind of ownership the yeah, boys had. It's, it's had their voice and their yeah, yeah, yeah. decision making. And I would say, yeah, I wasn't thinking about a wrestling team, but maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I will wrestle. I promise I will yeah, wrestle. Yeah. Little tough little boy's name was Jordan. He was short and, and little big chest and yeah. barrel chest at, at seven, eight years old. He was fighting everyone and everything <laughs> every single day. And, and that's the other thing is that so many of our kids come from really dire circumstances. I don't, I don't think people in other mm. countries have, mm. have an understanding of what uh, multi-generational poverty okay. looks like. Yeah. Um, it will break your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, parts of uh, Baltimore and the ways in which families have lived mm. for generations yeah. in poverty and with a, you know, a mindset of yeah. like, I'm not entitled yeah. to a great education. Yeah. Uh, or I don't even know why school is purposeful. Yeah. My father... Yeah is in prison or my yeah. father's dead yeah. and so like you begin with that mm. do, do you think the mindset is actually more detrimental than the poverty itself do you yes. think it's it's harder to navigate the inside your own head rather than your you know why circumstances yeah you know why i think because i've spoken to people who have for instance been to african villages or yeah. villages in, in india mm. where people are dying for education yeah. and they'll have a little tent yeah and they'll have someone there teaching, teaching all the subjects. And the kids are there every day in mm. their little uniforms that they wash every single day. Yeah. Uh, that's not our story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of our kids, you ask boys, you know, what's the difference between being here at Baltimore Collegiate today versus your old school? And they'll say, like, to the boy, I didn't have to do anything in my old school. Mm. You asked me to do a lot. Yeah. And that gets Andrew to the the kind of way that we set the school up, the yeah. setting high expectations, yeah. Yeah. like holding the boys yeah. to high expectations, yeah. and giving them support yeah. to reach those expectations. I mean, and we we certainly can identify with that at our school. That when you the bo the boys or they'll they'll jump at the height that you set the bar. So if it's a high one, they'll hit those height. If you set it low, it's a they'll still jump the bar, but at what you know for what reason, what purpose. So. Yeah. We can really identify with that. Absolutely, and that's true about sure. boys all over the yeah. world. Yeah, and the I'll tell you, inherent a bit, competitiveness. The, the, yeah. the competitive, yeah. they'll compete yeah. with each other. Yeah. 
uh, and and really copy each other. Yeah, in a that way. role like, modeling is yeah, really like I want to be you, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be you, I yeah. want to be you, I want to be you. Yeah. Um, so character is probably much at the center. Okay. Of the school, yeah. and it comes out this way. Because um, I saw a lot of schools, mm-hmm. and I thought about this a lot, and um, we decided to name the foundation that supports the school yeah. as the Five Smooth Stones Foundation, right. based on the biblical story of David and Goliath. Yeah. And I was really, I really feel this in my bones, like every boy that comes to the school is a David, right. the most unlikely person to be king. Yeah. And he's just a shepherd yeah, boy, yeah. and he just and all he had, as David had, was just a slingshot yeah. and a rock. Yeah. Even though they told him like you can you can slay this giant. Yeah. Here's some armor and everything else. He says <laughs> I can't do it, that. Yeah, get it. I can't do yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah. And and I think that uh, that's what that's really what I, what I yeah. want our boys to do. It's like you're gonna find your own way to do yeah. things, but you're gonna be a warrior. Yeah. You're gonna be a fighter because yeah. the world is aimed against you. Yeah. You know. And you're going to be a fire. We're going to prepare you to, mm. to win and compete. But you've got to be our five smooth stones. Yeah. Represent courage, compassion, wisdom, resilience, and integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And we breathe and live that. Mm. We breathe and live that. And not in our first year, but in our second year. I told you I stu- studied over 100 schools. Uh, I found about this little school in New Jersey called Newark, New Jersey, called St. Benedict's. And they begin their first full week of school is in the school gym. Right. All of them sleep yeah. in the gym. Right, okay. As a school. And it's red. And, and the whole first week is run by a senior boy, mm. senior group of boys. Mm. There are no adults, yeah. really. And they spend their first week yeah. reciting their creed, yeah. uh, a whole Bible of things that they yeah. need to know about yeah. school. So our second year, we had our first week. Wow, yeah. Where we told a real our, immersive where, experience immersive in the culture. The first week where I... I told parents, and they're still told. They're still told uh, now that this is no ordinary start of school. Yeah, you will, your son Jamal will not get out of his car and carry his lunch, his Flintstone lunch pail, <laughs> to his classroom and meet his teacher and we a, a, a kumbaya yeah, moment. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Here. and so structure is very important. Mm. What we do here, instead, we tell parents your son must come in a clean white T-shirt. I'm not sure if that's the New Zealand word for t-shirt. Yeah, t- yeah, 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 yeah. It's not like trainers. You know, trainers are gym shoes or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. That's not. No, 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 that's no, not. So no. T-shirt. Everyone oh, knows okay. that's what t-shirt yeah, yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not trainers, <laughs> sneakers. Right now. We got a t-shirt. We got it. We got it. <laughs> and a clean white t-shirt, khaki shorts, and any kind of trainers or gym yeah, shoes on yeah. it. And an uh, older boy opens up the car door. Kids jump out of the car door. And we spend our first hour learning how to sit down and stand up with one sound. Okay. Yeah. Sounds militaristic. One boy said, one year, it was hot. He says, I didn't sign up for a military camp. <laughs> <laughs> this is a military school. It's not a military yeah. school. Yeah. It's really meant to be that um, we're one brotherhood. Yeah. And our school motto, one of several, is whatever hurts my brother hurts me, whatever helps my brother yeah. helps me. Really and the powerful. boys recite that again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. Whatever hurts my brother hurts me. Whatever helps my brother yeah. helps me. Yeah. And what we found out, we've been through a process around getting together some of our values, our graduate profile. Mm-hmm. When we speak to our boys, the word brotherhood, yes. you know, if, I, if I had to code or, code or analyze all right. of them, that brotherhood concept comes 
up a lot, which is good. It shows right. you've got some universal yes, compatibility yes. in there. But in terms of your school, brotherhood, what does it? How does it manifest itself? Obviously, you're reciting the right. creating things, but how would they exemplify that brotherhood concept? How would they show it? How would they say, "This is how Baltimore Collegiate does it. This is what makes is it, us it, us." Well, the brotherhood part of it is the uh, um, taking care of each other. Yeah. Uh, and deep, deep care for each other, and deep love, uh, and and taking care of each other yeah. is very important. Mm-hmm. Love. We don't hesitate to use the yeah. word love. Yeah. I don't. We don't hesitate to say that we love you, yeah. and we want to understand you, yeah. and we're going to challenge you and push you. Does that come? The concept of love. Does that come that easily to your boys? Is it something they've got to grapple with a little bit and wrestle with the concept yeah, that we, someone? You know, they want to wrap we love you. We want you know we. We they they don't believe us. Yeah. Okay. Right. They don't believe us. Right. It's all. It's all. In, what boys need to see is not words. Yeah. But action. Beha- yeah. Behaviors and action. They're, they're kids of action. Yeah. They're 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 creatures of action. Yeah. You can talk all day long. You, yeah. If I get into a fight with you or I yeah. get into an argument with you, yeah. and we we actually shake his hand and apologize and yeah. move forward, is they are going to like move, try to move forward because we told yeah. them to. Yeah. Yeah. But they really want to see a different yeah. behavior. I want to see a different yeah. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Or we're back to the table. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So that authenticity around, if we're going to say, hey, we love you, we want you to love your brother, what hurts him hurts. Right. It's got to be tangible, it's got to be real and right. genuine. Yeah, right. I get it. Okay. Right. And, and they, it's a concept, there are a lot of unintended consequences, mm. Andrew. Mm. So it's a concept of like that model itself, which the boys recite over yeah. and over yeah. and over again. The first time it's applied would be like this. Yeah. Our fourth grade boys. Some boys been very disruptive in class and the whole class misses recess. Okay. The teacher says, what's our model? Yeah. So that one boy's behavior impacts That's all of everyone, us. Yeah. Yeah. And the boys would come stomping away. <laughs> They'll call their mothers. They'll do everything. Like, <laughs> I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. And I missed my And I'm being punished. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's like knitting together yeah. the community of love. Mm, mm, mm. That we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. For life, really. Yeah. 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 And I mean again I'm surmising, I, I don't know, but how I presume over a period of time they really that does really knit together because of the environment you've created. Do you yes. see that extending into their homes, into their families? How, do, do you have yeah. a big community a- buy in for what you're doing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, I hear we now have graduated our second class of eighth graders. So we go from fourth through eighth grade okay. and boys go off to high school, American right. high school. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I get emails, phone calls and one on one conversations with parents who say the same thing over and over again. I don't know what you're doing, Mr. Pinnell, <laughs> but my son is not the same kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you can get all of the research you want and data right. and that, but when you hear that, that's it's probably a, more important and powerful than right. any league table or right. percentage of pass rates. Right. Right. right, and we put a premium on relationships, meaning that mm. teachers really have to develop authentic relationships with kids. Mm. So as I say, I say to teachers every year, um, at the beginning of the school year, I said, you know, folks, you're doing the hardest work 
in the hardest city mm. at the hardest time. Yeah. Your job is not to fall in love with our boys, mm. but to tell them every day that you love them mm. and you're going to hold them to the highest standards. Yeah. And don't let up on that. Because mm. you know what will happen if you do that? The boys will walk through walls for you. Yeah. They may not like you, mm. but they'll respect you. Yeah. And your job is not to have them like you. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the word, it's just such a powerful concept and mm-hmm. way of putting things across. And, um, do you get a lot of feedback from the boys? You know, how they feel about the process that they go through? Can they see that they've changed or is it mostly external? Oh, they can see. Yeah. They, they talk about it. They... Um, I'll tell you a story that still has me for just a few days ago, two weeks ago, I think, was our uh, closing ceremonies for our eighth grade boys. They had just come back from London. Yeah. 15 of them. Yeah. And a, a boy, two boys that were picked as the salutatorians to speak at, at their closing ceremonies. And I was surprised those two boys were picked. Mm. I had asked them several times to see their speech and I never got this and I sat (laughs) there I sat there and crossed my fingers and I didn't cross my fingers very tightly because I I trust our boys Mm, mm. I really trust them Uh, it's kind of hard not to be in our school and not feel loved and known and understood and one boy said he said we've now become David I don't know where he said this from this is a very popular, <laughs> athletic boy. Yeah. If I could, I could not have written a better story. Yeah. We've now become David. Oh. There will be giants in our lives. Mm. We are ready as collegiate gents to slay these giants. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing to hear that they'll, they've just shown you how much they've, tra- yeah. in that transformative process of right. education. Right. That's really special. Yeah. Um, Jack, there could be, you know, there could be a couple of boys listening to this or a couple of parents now who are struggling with a few things. They could be, you know, maybe not at the level of kind of things that maybe in your school or the, the families you get. But what advice would you give to a boy who, you know, things aren't playing out the way that they thought they would or they're going through a bit of personal issues or trauma? How would you or what advice could you impart to them about their own kind of either mental health or their personal lives? How would you walk them through a bit of a process that you take at your school? Um, well, boys have challenges, and and I really say to them, I always start out with like, let's just be quiet for a minute, mm. and I do that intentionally so they can just take a deep breath, yeah. and I'll say to them, you know, life is hard. Mm. And you're always going to need people around you to take you through the tough times. So make a friend. Sometimes boys come to me and they're complaining and I'll say, who are your friends? And sometimes they can't think of anyone as their friend. Yeah. I said, make a friend. Mm. Have a friend. What is a friend? Yeah. A friend is you show up for them no matter what. Mm. And, you know, and so... Um, so, and I think middle school adolescence is probably the 
diff- most difficult stretch yeah. of life yeah. in a way. Yeah. Because you never know who's walking out the door. Because yeah, they're just changing every day. And there's, and there's nothing wrong mm. with, with being a different person, trying mm. on different mm. things. Mm. There's nothing wrong with it. I have had some of the best laughs in my life. Yeah. Just by laughing like, like Marcus, do you remember when you, when you drew an obscene <laughs> object on your desk? <laughs> and like, we're laughing. Boys never do that. <laughs> and we're laughing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we're laughing yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I said, do you know how much flack I took? Because I stood, stood behind you and said he, that was a dumb idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to make dumb ideas. Yeah. Don't be afraid to yeah, fail. Yeah. Do not be afraid to fail and make mistakes. And, and it's that concept of, you know, we we don't often like the behavior, but that doesn't mean we don't like you, the you person. person that, that's the, right. and, and that's, I think that that's is a, right. an important thing that's for right. boys. When you set high expectations, right. they are gonna, at times, make a mistake, right. miss the mark, that's, right. and that's natural, that's right. to be expected at times, but it right. doesn't mean it flips over into, and uh-huh. you're this and you're that, it's just, we uh-huh. don't like and the action, not the right. instigator of the action. Yeah. Right, and I had a story about one boy that, uh, we're sending five boys to Australia okay. this summer. Yeah. And 30 boys wanted to go. Right. We picked out five. Yeah. And the boy that, one of the fifth boy that was picked, we got together, we talked. And he says, I got to tell you, I, don't, I feel like everybody else wants me to go to Australia. But I really don't want to go. Yeah. And I said, why not? He says, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Mm. I said, that's okay. Mm. It's okay, buddy. It's okay to say you don't feel yeah. it. You don't live your life for other people. Yeah. You live it for yeah. yourself. Yeah. And you know, and I said, and so let me ask you something. Did you not think I was gonna like support you? Yeah. And he says, No, I knew you would. Yeah. And I said I said he says, I know you want the best for me. Mm. Yeah. And the willingness to share that vulnerability with you says a lot about the relationship that you've right. you've fostered over That I want others too yeah. in the building. Yeah. And we have those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Um, Jack, we're probably I've been blown away by what we've heard. I it's think it's such a fans. such a special school you've got, and to build mm-hmm. it from nothing to, uh-huh. to what it is now is amazing. And to speak to the person who's done that directly face to face, this is we talk about inspirational people a lot, and it gets probably used overused. But I think to have someone like you talking to to our school community. It is a real inspiration, and and I'm so pleased and proud that we've done this. And um, I've yeah. been to Westlake. Long may, long it. may continue, Baltimore. And we'll be back, and, and we're gonna come really with some boys. Come and see us. Yes, yeah. and so we can learn the haka. Yeah. I really want to learn the haka. Yeah. So from all of us, uh, Westlake boys, Jack, thank you very much for sharing yeah. that wisdom, insight, and um, yeah, we wish you every success you deserve, everything. So thank you, thank you very much. Keep us in your prayers. Okay, thank all you. Right. Take care. Thanks.